Thank you, guys. You can totally see the love of the word of truth in them, can't you? That is so good. Thank you for reading for us. So about a couple weeks ago, uh, our family took a vacation uh, to Wyoming to see our friends, Kenny and Sarah Dyer. And uh, so as we were driving... Uh, I-80, you know how it is, lots of work zones on the road, and so our GPS kind of took us off track, and we we ended up taking another route, I-30 or something, and, and so we're driving through I-30 for, it's, it felt like it was like 20 miles or whatever, and we really enjoyed seeing the beauty in the farm and the the crops that are growing, the maize and the corn and the sunflower fields, it was just beautiful so this one particular field as we were driving by caught both of our attentions me and my wife's attention and we would see this like amazing beautiful sunflowers really beautiful and we're like just driving and just captivated by the beauty of God in his nature right and and finally about three quarters into that field we noticed also same sunflowers field but it looked kind of withered the first ones when we looked at them they were very vibrant and they were kind of gazing the sun and they were just looking at it and and then this last patch of land that we saw like the sunflowers were kind of wilted and they were like leaning down and some of them were kind of gray and dark and had withered interestingly my wife made this this connection she said huh check this out these ones over here were facing the sun and these ones were actually facing down <laughs> and i'm going to quote exactly what she said is she was like it's what you set your face to that brings either life or death i didn't want to just use my words this is her word it is what you set your face to that brings either life or death so I remember last week tom used the term navel gazing so we had we had navel gazing sunflowers at the end of the patch that did not look good. <laughs> so you know sunflowers are meant to to follow and track at least most of the sunflowers that are predominant. Uh, I would I don't want to I'm not a agrarian so I don't you know I don't want to make a statement that I'm going to be proven wrong later. Leave it to Eric Simon to research it and let me know later. But anyways, sunflowers are meant to track the sun from the east to west. They're supposed to f- to, f- to follow the sun. And in these particular ones at the end were not doing what they were meant to be doing in life. They had lost the very essence of what they were. So this week's Torah portion, we see B'nai Israel standing before the Lord and if you actually read the title of the Torah portion, it's, it just means standing before. That's the, the essence of it. They're standing before the Lord and they're renewing their covenant before, the, before they entered the land. So if you've not read the Torah portion this week, I recommend you do it. Very prophetic in its nature and how Moses actually prophesies over the community. And so Moses is prophesying over them. So a deeper look into the chap into chapter twenty nine and thirty, 
you'll notice that God is them, giving them a choice of obedience by stewarding the covenant of grace or abandoning the covenant of grace and receiving the righteous judgment of God, which we were referred to as the curses. Now, the title of my Darash is, It is not too difficult for you. I'm going to say that a lot. I want us to hear that. I want that to be the message that you hear. It is not too difficult for you. So Moses prophesied and said that God will circumcise your heart. It's interesting. God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love your God with all your heart. What does this remind us of? Remember, this is in Deuteronomy, not in Jeremiah. It reminds us of the promise of the new covenant in Jeremiah 31 in Yeshua that says that there would come a day when they would need not to instruct their neighbors, that the Lord would write his instructions, his Torah upon their hearts, and they would know him from the least to the greatest. Did they really receive the message of the good news? Did they really hear the message of the good news? So track with me down to Deuteronomy 30 if you're uh, referring to your Bibles. For this mitzvah that I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you, nor is it far off. It's not in the heavens that you should say, who will go up for us to the heavens and get it for us and have us hear it so that we may do it. Nor is it across the sea that you should say, who will cross over the other side of the sea and get it for us and have us hear it and we would do it. Hear it and do it. No, the word is very near to you. It's in your mouth and in your heart to do it. And it says, see, I have set before you today life which is good and death which is evil. So in other words, we don't have any excuse. Not only have we heard the message of salvation, but the word actually lives inside of us. Do you know that this is the the new creations that we are becoming in Messiah? The word dwells in you. You have heard the word. The word actually lives in you. So in other words, we do not have an excuse. So Paul says, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Messiah, right? So just refresh yourselves. Faith comes through hearing of the word and we've heard the word. Doing should be kind of who we become. It's who we are. It's not too difficult for you. So let's go back to the illustration of the sunflowers for a minute. See, the sunflowers were on the same plot of land. They all received the same water from the same source. They all had the same owner, the the farmer. They all received the same pesticides or chemical resources, right? They all dealt with the same environmental forces that either hinders it from growing or promotes it into growth. I love my wife's observation when she said the difference between the flowers that emanated beauty and life and the flowers that showed death was that the ones that emanated beauty had their faces turned to the sun and the others did not. They were navel gazing. 
It's not too difficult for you. Keep your eyes on Yeshua. Keep your eyes on Yeshua, and it's not too difficult for you. Paul makes the argument that Messiah is the end goal of Torah as a means of righteousness for everyone who keeps on trusting. Remember that that present continuous form of the verb, keeps on trusting. You don't just trust and then kind of forget about it. You, you, you don't let go of the handle of the steering wheel and say, oh, I've trusted now. Lord will just kind of make my life. No, keep on trusting. Put your eye on Yeshua. Put your eyes on Yeshua. Stop navel gazing, as Tom would say. Keep abiding. I, I, I love how... Um, I did a word study on abide, and in the Greek, abide is more like remain, but in the Hebrew, it's got, it's, most of the times that it is used in the Hebrew, it means dwell. Dwell in Yeshua. Yeshua dwells in you. There's this, I love the Hebraic sense of it, like, keep dwelling in Yeshua. Keep looking up to the sun. Keep plugged into the vine. Gaze on the one who has overcome. It's not too difficult for you. Now, does this mean, does this disqualify that we don't have trouble? Does it mean that there's no injustice towards you? Does it mean that the enemy doesn't lie to you and, and torment you and, and, and accuse you? No. All the na- environmental forces that affect us, we all will feel that. We will receive all the environmental forces that, that, that um, is kind of fighting against us. We're not promised easy sailing in this age. We're not promised comfort in this age. And yet... love the fact that even, you know, yes, we're not promised easy sail in this world, right? But a matter of fact, even God himself actually loves to test us. He actually, as a loving father, he wants to also prune us. He wants to correct us. So we also have to put that into consideration. I love how Paul says that the good news that we preached did not come in word, but also in power. The message of the good news that we believe is not only truth, but also power that enables you to love God with all your heart. Hear me on this. It is the power of the good news inside of you that enables you to love God with all your heart. To want to obey his mitzvot, his commands. It comes with power of grace to obey. This is the good news that we believe. The good news of the message of the kingdom that enables us with power to obey, with grace to obey. So I want to leave you with one question to kind of ponder. Are there any patterns of your life that are outside of the covenant of grace 
and the alignment of his command. So three points to kind of wrap that up. You have heard the word. You know it's written on your heart. You know that the spirit of God actually dwells in you. Point number two. Guard your hearts against all hopelessness, striving, and willful disobedience. It is not too difficult. Keep your eyes on the sun and trust that you are being protected by God's power unto salvation to be revealed in the last day. This is a promise. Read it. It's in, in, it's in 1 Peter. We're actually being protected and guarded by God's power unto the day of salvation. Amen.